podcast. You're joining us for episode number 92 this week as we round up all of the Stadia and gaming news for your listening and viewing pleasure. You're joining myself, Chris, alongside my lovely co-host, the man of many pixels, Mr. Richie. Welcome oh, back. Just throw it straight in everybody's face who hasn't got a Wasabi controller. Um, We have a great show lined up for everybody this week. We're going to be talking about some new Stadia releases and updates. All the Chromecast stories that dropped this past week because it's happened, folks. They didn't miss their date. They landed that plane just as they promised they would in half one. And we've got some first impressions and also some marketing bigs that start as well. It's a very good episode lined up. Of course, we are here for the first time without the techie teacher himself, who's officially now gone on to paternity leave. If you didn't catch our show last week, Thomas went to rightly so spend some much-deserved time with his uh, family-to-be, and he'll be back uh, once he's kind of, I don't know what you'd say, got got a grips of how everything is. Yeah, he, he needs to go through his um, dadding tutorial. Once mm. he's gone through the tutorial levels of, of being a dad, then he'll... It's about, it's probably I think it's largely about him finding like balance, figuring out how his time's going to be managed and balanced mm-hmm. and stuff. Hundred percent, and so we know child comes before stadia podcasts. Child should become ahead of most things in life, but uh, I know a lot of our listeners and viewers out there are parents themselves, so I'm sure you've. I know lots of you have sent Tommy love over on Twitter. Um, keep keep sending that way. He's probably going to need all the help he can get from what we've heard in the comment sections already. But yeah, he will be back with us at some point. We don't know when. We haven't put a time frame on it just because, again, we're not a official business. We're all just friends. So it seems a bit harsh to say, you need to be back in two weeks' time. Like classic paternity leave. Which, by the way, all the dads are there. The paternity leave is shit. For a yeah, first time, well, any father, not just a first time. To get two weeks. bollocks as well. Um, paternity leave is worse. Yeah. It's meant to be getting better, but... Um, what I want everyone to do is um, send a tweet at Tom when you after you listen to this um, episode just with I miss you and that's a Dax SLP just I miss it's you just, yeah I miss you yeah go I just go. want to see um, what's going on <laughs> out of nowhere all these tweets start coming in every, we should actually do this every week Tom's not here yeah we should figure out a hashtag or something to send them. And yeah, obviously it'll start hashtag. off nice and friendly, but then as time this goes time on... Hashtag I miss you. Hashtag I miss you. You know what to do, listeners and viewers. But yeah, I think if we get a little bit weird and special with it as time yeah. goes on, and so every week systematically when people listen to this podcast on a Monday, <laughs> Tom is just going to get berated with the most random shit. <laughs> and he's not going to... Well, I mean, in lower, he should figure it out pretty quickly. But, yeah, he'll not realise who's tweeting. But, uh, but until he returns, we can have a bit of fun with this. Uh, just like we will be doing on the podcast uh, this very episode. Of course, don't forget to give the video a like if you're watching on youtube.com forward slash Sounds of Stadia. Click that bell so you're kept in the loop with all things we do here. Because we do a lot more than just a weekly Stadia and gaming podcast. We also have a Let's Play series that goes up every now and again. We do first looks, live streams. Um, we have a side quest topical show where myself, Richie, and maybe even some guests in the near future uh, talk about a slightly deeper off-subject topic. We explore the video game world in a bit more depth, and you can check that out. Uh, and if you do want to support the channel, me, Richie, Tom, and all of his family, his, his litter of children he's expecting, <laughs> it's pretty sure it's just the one, right, Richie? Yeah, he's just the one. <laughs> it's just the one for now. I um, think he'll get a big surprise if he gets more than one. Yeah. If he gets a, a full litter. <laughs> he, he may just... They're not even call litters. You don't refer to yeah. humans as litters, right? Um, no, because you only get one at yeah, time. But we will... Of course, be uh, be playing some things in the future too. And uh, if you do want side quest up to six days early, alongside an exclusive Stadia controller in the chat and access to our special super stickers, you can support us a little bit more by clicking join down below on the YouTube video. Uh, where from as little as 99p, you get all of that lovely stuff. But more importantly, just give us a bit more support and helps us bring you better Stadia content. So, without further delay, Richie. Let's get into uh, the show. It's going to be a little bit different this week. It is uh, quite light on the story front. We'll be honest with you out there, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a quiet week. All the all the news and energy has been funneled into Chromecast stories. Uh, so before we get into the news, Richie, I'd like to know what you've been up to this week. How you've been keeping? What have you been playing? Um, I've been continuing with um, Ace. I'm getting close. To, I'm over fifty hours now. Getting close to that sixty mark and. The game's very much ramping towards the end. I, I feel like I reckon. I reckon I'll be done by before I hit seventy hours. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm, I might even get it done this weekend. That's quite thin for a JRPG. 
would you say? 15, yeah, 50 to 70? I think I think from fifty to seventy hours is a good length for a game. It, oh yes, it's like it doesn't feel like it's overstaying. It's welcome. It's when you start getting into hundred plus hours. Sometimes like I've committed so much time, I need to see this through to the end. But please end. I, that's what I was like with um, Persona yeah. Five, and I didn't go for the platinum and that. I just played through the game. It took me over 120, 130 hours. Just please end. Yeah, it's like brilliant game, but please end. Before I move on to another JRPG, yeah. and that's I have to commit a whole, whole yeah, yeah. other part of my life. Uh, funny you should say actually about hours. That brings us to a, a special membership shout out uh, to one fabled alpaca or Simon, as you may know him as as well. Uh, you asked Richie on last week's show yeah. how much content we've put out as a channel, and the crazy bastard himself actually went and did it. <laughs> and he, he tallied up. All of the statistics, uh, so massive shout out uh, to Fabled Alpaca. I know a lot of people in the community know him already. Uh, he tallied up 331 videos our channel's put out. Uh, now 333, we think, because we did Borderlands live stream and on Thursday. Quest. We're not sure if SideQuest was involved in that. Yeah, he it, is a member of the channel, so he might have done, but... Exactly. So 331 videos, uh, which totaled up to 19 days... 22 hours and 46 minutes worth of content. In summary, 478 hours, yeah. which is just insane. I didn't realise I'd spent that much of my life playing and talking about Stadia, but there you go, nearly 500 yeah. hours, Richie, uh, we've put in. So shout out to Simon. Well, not only are we coming up to our 100th episode, we're coming up to a month worth of content. Yeah, a straight month. Nearly 500 hours, that's insane. Uh, just like you doing the maths out there. So thank you very much. I don't know where you found the patience to do that, but we do appreciate it. Uh, so just like a good JRPG, you could go back to episode one like a maniac and listen to all of that conversation. Should we start bring out DLC for our older episodes? DLC, yeah. <laughs> Sounds of Stadia Podcast 1.1. We could just do Final Fantasy and you just go crazy with it. We'll restrict some of it to a different platform. We'll charge more, but then give a big audience it for free. And then we'll just completely confuse people. Well, that's basically <laughs> what we do with SideQuest, actually. It's basically DLC to the main podcast. Um, in a, in a way. access for six days. In a way. But it does go free eventually. That's, that is the it thing. It does, yeah. It does. And it's a, it's a sh- much shorter window than the Final Fantasy content does. That is that is true. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned you've been playing that, Richie. Of course, we both jumped in and played Borderlands. Uh, we haven't played Borderlands for a, a good while. A good many, many couple of months. Probably over a year, actually, for me, certainly. Uh, but we hadn't played for so long, and there was a free weekend that uh, dropped on Stadia, and they're also doing a Borderlands co-stream, which I don't think anyone's mentioned, but that was the thing that kind of got messed up a few months back, if you recall, where they were supposed to be doing a co-stream, and then nothing happened. Nobody from Borderlands or Stadia tweeted out until well after the fact, saying, sorry, something happened, we weren't able to go ahead with the event. This seems to be that event... Do you think the thing that happened was Resident Evil? Because it was around about the same time. No, I just think it was a probably a shed, scheduling error, and they they messed yeah. up on something. But I'm just gonna have a quick now, quick check now, so we can get the date for people out there for when this course stream is. Although I'm sure many of you have probably played the free weekend. Um, Borderlands 2K. There we go. Twenty seventh of June. So you've missed it at the time of listening. <laughs> <laughs> it happened at the weekend. Uh, 7 p.m. UK time, 11 a.m. Pacific time. They're doing a core stream. So we'll finally get to see, I guess, what that would look like. And it's good to see some partnerships actually just happening, I guess, in the public in the public sector, uh, speaking of Stadia. And um, aside from Borderlands, great. Had loads of fun. We jumped in with a couple of you from the community like we do every Thursday. And I've seen loads of people actually tweet out saying they've found a nice little niche bit of time to go back and enjoy Borderlands, maybe give it a bit more love than it uh, didn't originally get. Because we said whilst yeah. playing it that it came out November 2019, obviously, on Stadia, and it was in and amongst a lot of other big titles across multiple platforms. And Stadia yeah, was brand new. Right. Yeah, Stadia was brand new. So we were playing, we were trying to play everything all at once. And uh, yeah, I think it did get kind of brushed under the carpet yeah. a little bit. So a uh, great game, beautiful art style. Obviously, we don't know whether we are getting... Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands yet, so this may be the only kind of Borderlands fix you might be getting for some time. Although, we should still point out that the pre-sequel and 1 and 2 got ratings for Stadia, if, we, if I'm remembering that right. 
Might have been the pre was the pre sequel. I, I can't vaguely remember that. Um... It was it was ESRB rated so long ago. You doing a quick search in our doc yeah, to see? I am. No, I'm actually just searching the ESRB's website. I don't um, know. If, did they hang around on the ESRB website? Or does stuff get just like pulled? I think once it's up, it's up. Like things might get pulled if the yeah. But once the only things only get posted once they're rated. So yeah, it's probably. And there's no point of unrating it. That is true. That's right. Unless they've altered the the core game a little bit, but I guess for an old game they wouldn't be messing around with that. Uh, so ESRB is only Borderlands Freeze rated. It might have been one of the German or French or Australian boards or something. We don't know. Why would it be Australian? Stadia's not out in Australia yet. Somehow, still. That day will come. But while we wait for that, speaking of days that are coming, Richie, this Thursday we will be jumping into the fun-filled action world of Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, which is dropping uh, 30th of June. So, again, at the time of listening, it'll be tomorrow, maybe? Tuesday? Yeah. Come have fun. Come join in with us. Uh, we'll be uh, hunting down some terrorists. We'll no doubt be trying to kill each other. Some teams online. Whatever that may look like. Uh, myself, you and Tom have been super hyped for this game to come to Stadia. We've been asking for it for quite a while. This was a game that was raided a long, long time ago. And that went radio silent as well. So it's great to see that's finally coming out. Uh, loads of fun if you've not played Rainbow Six Siege before. It's into its sixth year now. So it's clearly a game that's got legs. It's getting its next-gen port. So it's coming to PS5 and uh, Xbox Series X and S as well. It ain't going anywhere anytime soon. And obviously we've got Extraction coming later in the year too. So check out the channel. Follow us so you're kept in the loop with that. And you can join in and play Siege with us this Thursday. Looking forward to it, Richie. Don't think it's going to be a pro game, though. Even though it drops no. at the end of this month, beginning of next month. We've said, I think we've said off-camera that with it being a Ubisoft title, we've never had a Ubisoft yeah, you, game on pro. So It might have a pro sale on it. We've seen that quite common yes. with Ubisoft games, but we've never seen it come out pro, and we think that's just down to they want you to go on to Ubisoft+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Do you want to have so a... Give your games away for free when they've got their, their yeah, subscription. subscription service. Like, Do you want to hazard a guess to its cost, then, on launch? Just a rough, rough ballpark uh, figure. Right. I haven't looked at the what the cost is on other platforms, so this is completely off the top of my head. I'm thinking around about the £20 mark, to be honest. Okay. okay. I don't think it's going to be overly expensive, although it depends what edition you get. I'm base, saying £20 for the base edition, yeah. Okay. I'm going to say £14.79. Seems reasonable. I thought you were going to say specific. <laughs> Seems reasonable. <laughs> um, I, was, I was actually thinking the word specific. Specific. Uh, but right, yes. Let's have a look. Oh, I think you might be closer than me. Uh, I've just, I'm on Steam at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's currently um, 16.99 for the base version. Okay. It's got a 60% off sale. Okay, interesting. So we, we, we shall see, I guess. It will not be long to wait until that one. Uh, I wouldn't actually also be surprised if it came as a free-to-play game, you know, how we have with Destiny. Uh, two. Yeah. Um, and PUBG? I, is PUBG gone free I to think play? If that, if that was going to happen, I think we would have heard about that at E3. Mm. If they were going to push the whole game free to play. Maybe, but that's more but Stadia yeah. marketing beat rather than Ubisoft, I would think. Yeah, but I think if it's gone free to play, it'll be free to play on all platforms. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's not yeah. free to play everywhere. Well, yeah, true. We'll see anyway. We'll find out shortly. And uh, join us again on Thursday to, to join us in on some of that crazy action. Uh, right then, Richie, let's get into what I would usually hand over to Tom, which would be the rundown. Uh, we said off camera, you're, you're going to take the reins of this. I'm going to let you introduce it. But for the first time ever, I, don't, I, I want to go. I want to go for it. <laughs> we usually give it to our guest. Tom's not here for a while. You're obviously my lovely co-host. I would, you know, I'm going to hand it over to you for the baton over to you in the future episodes. But I never get to do this, folks. So... So, Chris, what's the next section? <laughs> Let's get into the super sexy Stadia story segment, a.k.a. the news. The news. Did I miss something? I felt like I missed special. Did I say special? Uh, maybe. The super sexy special Stadia story segment, a.k.a. the news. And you know what? Because, no, because I said it, Richie. <laughs> I didn't bring in the animation either, so let's do it again. <laughs> the super sexy super special. The news. There it is, ladies. There it is, folks. The news indeed. In all its glory, uh, as we said, slightly condensed week this week. We're going to start with kind of like a big topic 
uh, of the news because Chromecast with us. Let's give it its proper name. No nicknames around here, Richie. It is Google Chromecast with. No, it's not. Chromecasts. Is it Google Chromecast? Google Chromecast, Chromecast with, with Google, TV. Google TV. They need to sort that out. That's crazy. Just rebrand it Just as Chromecast. Chromecast. Yeah. You know yeah. what we're talking it's about. The only, it's the only Chromecast available now, isn't it? From Direct, yes. If it's third party PC World Curry's GameStop, I'm sure there's billions of them out yeah. there still to, to buy second hand or old stock, yeah, so I guess. Just, just call it. Just, no, just call it Chromecast. Yeah, I've seen all the abbreviations CCWGTV, which sounds like a terrible news broadcasting company from Russia. Or something like that. CCWGTV, bringing you the news. Exactly. Uh, and uh, like I said, this is going to be like main topic to start things off. Uh, Chromecast with TV, it's available now. And I guess we kind of want to start. Richie, you have one of these sticks, these magical sticks that go in the back of your TV. I have the, nice, like, the nice blue one. The nice blue. Does it have a fancy Google name? It does. I can't remember what it is. Um... <laughs> majestic, majestic blue. Clear sky blue. Okay blue. It's all my quickly type. <laughs> quickly type. And uh, yeah, I kind of guess we just want to start off by first impressions so that you preloaded the app. Before its official launch, uh, yeah, I didn't. I've never sideloaded it, so it was literally just the day before people found out you could actually preload the app. Mm-hmm. So I just did, and of course, that's just straight into the app yeah. store within the device itself. And there was Stadia. Did you have to type search for Stadia, or was it front and center? I, oh, it wasn't out yet, though. I, I did, but it wasn't out, so I don't. I can't say if it. I'd imagine now if you go on, it should be just right, right there for you. Mm-hmm. And. It's sky blue. <laughs> sky blue. Also, it was just After a, all that. It's all just sky. that sky blue. Uh, not in not in the UK at the moment. It's certainly not no. sky blue. It's grey and dingy and dark. <laughs> if you listen, I wouldn't be against a sky blue stadia controller. Yeah, it's nice blue. Well, that brings us into one of our subjects as well uh, regarding this story. So, but first things first, Richie, how are you finding the new Chromecast with Stadia now up and running on it? Interface-wise, I know they've not changed it much, but give us your first impressions of navigation and and such. What's it missing as well? I'd like to know what it's missing. The only difference, really, between this and the Google, uh, the Chromecast Ultra is, because you're loading it up through an app, it has a little Stadia icon that that loads up before you get into the app properly. Mm -hmm. Right. That is literally the only difference. It is still missing the store, which is absolutely insane in my opinion now you especially now you've just you've said now everyone who has one of these plugged into the tv has access to stadia mm-hmm. and you can't buy games on it. yeah you still it's have like, to buy the games making, through the app it's it, i i never understood why the store wasn't on the chromecast to be honest because what you want people to be able to do is buy games yeah if you can play the games there you should be able to buy the games there that shouldn't be a difficult thing mm-hmm. like that I think that's kind of inexcusable. But this is exactly what I was expecting, to be honest. I was expecting just the Chromecast experience mm-hmm. on the new device. Just transferred over. No changes, yeah. yeah. You can use your, your remote um, to navigate the menu. Oh, that's quite that's nice. quite decent, yeah. So you can ideally but scroll... You, you need a controller to play the game, so... Brilliant. Um, so I guess follow up to that then. So it's essentially it's the same interface we're familiar with, just ported across to yeah. to the new Chromecast. Which I'm not yeah. surprised. I can't say we're expecting anything big. I think, a re- I think some people were. But yeah, like, I, I think wasn't. an entire refresh look will probably come further down the line. I I yeah. do believe we'll see a storefront at some point. It's just again integration, and we know how they like to do things. It's just slow and steady, slow and steady, little bits. Yeah, it's slow and steady, but this is one of the ones that's like, you're not making it easy for people to buy the games. Like, make it easy for people to buy the games. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the journey that somebody would go through now because we'll we'll get onto it in a moment. But like the marketing side of this is huge. It's huge, huge news for Stadia that they're now front and center in 80 million plus households using the old ones and any new ones that get sold. But if I've never played Stadia before and I see a promo pop up on my new Chromecast and then I go, okay, let's see what this is, click to play, it's going to download the Stadia app onto my Chromecast. But then from there, I'm now going to have to get my phone out and download the Stadia app to sign up on my phone note because I can't imagine that sign up process is done through the TV. Yeah, yeah for me, I, I don't I don't know because I already have a Stadia account. I don't mm. know if you can sign up from TV. 
but I'm assuming no because I don't think you could when Stadia first launched yeah and we certainly haven't covered that news if it's ever changed so yeah it's one of them weird catch 22 scenarios where because we're all yeah. Stadia owners we're already I, I logged in I think it's in. a bit odd it's like for me I, I get I get the argument it's like, oh yeah you've got your phone right there it's probably in your pocket or on the coffee table in front of you you can just pick up your phone and do mm. but you want you should be able to do everything that the platform offers through the platform itself yeah well a, a good point of that is i don't know how you approach things richie and our audience i'd love to know if you you do this it's like a little thing i do when i've when i'm playing a game on a weekend and i'm staying up a little bit later than i probably should and i'm chipping away once i've finished things and i decide i'm going to go to bed now it's it's way past the the relevant hours uh, I close the game down usually, and then I always have a look in the store. It's kind of like one of these routine things. I always have a click. Well, on my PlayStation, I do it all the time. I have a look over to the store app. I see what deals are kicking around. I have a look at some of the latest offers. And occasionally, I have bought things, whether I'm just delusional and sleep-deprived, or I'm just I'm taking a moment away from the so, game to have a look. Whereas with Stadia, I don't really get that. I don't really browse the store. I, because we're I, so in tune with it, I know what's coming out anyway. I know where you're coming from. I don't do that with um, games because I tend to have, okay, this is the game I'm going to play, then mm-hmm. I'll play for a ridiculous length of time and then I'll buy the next game. Yeah. Which I then usually have a good idea what the next game's going to be before I've even finished the last one. Mm-hmm. So, and then because we have a Stadia podcast, we're, I'm pretty tuned into when the sales and stuff are happening on Stadia anyway. Mm-hmm. So, But I do it with things like YouTube. Yeah. Like, I thought, all right, one one last thing, video before I go there, watch it and then I'll just make sure I've got everything on my subs list I want to watch in my watch later list Yeah, and then you're scrolling through the homepage for a bit and then like an hour later you're like I'm going to go to bed now Yeah, and this is where it all comes full circle to marketing if I have to leave one device to then open up an app on another device it's splitting my attention and I honestly believe the risk there is if they then I then have to leave my television and my controller to, to open my phone I'm being hit with Facebook Snapchat BBC News Sport friends family messages texts things like that and very very quickly you you potentially risk losing some of your audience or you you captured moment in time almost just i've just realized something we haven't touched on when i got my new wasabi controller i had not use my phone to connect it to my wi-fi i should have taken that opportunity to see if i could connect it to my wi-fi through my chromecast because i don't think no, you can I I think you have to use your phone yeah, well, that brings me on to another question for you, Mr. New Controller, yeah. Mr. New Chromecast with TV. I have ordered one. I will point that out. They're on offer currently on the UK store. They're £10 less. Yeah. So I ordered one in the hope that I'll get a 50% discount code to buy a Wasabi yes. controller. Because I feel left out now. Tom's got one, right? You've got one now. Uh, yeah, I think I think Thomas. Does Tom have the full set? Or is it just the black one he hasn't got? I think he might be missing the black one still. It? But he's also got a 50% discount right now, so you might be tempted in. Oh, that yeah, oh, that, that's it. Because um, it was actually Tom who gave me the tip off. Because I saw the email come through. For, oh, it's just an up, it's, I saw the email come through from Google. Like, it's just an update. Let me know I can now play Stadia on this thing, which I already knew about. Mm-hmm. So I didn't actually read the email. And Tom and our WhatsApp group went, by the way, Richie, there's a 50% off code in that. So that's why I've got my Wasabi controller. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting one. But yeah, loads of marketing. That was a very much impulse purchase. It's like... I now have more controllers than hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, I've got four Stadia controllers. I live on my own. I mean, you could have five hands for all we know. Yeah. You could be like, what's his name from uh, Greasy Money from yeah. Jedi Fallen Order? Should have another yeah. extra two under there. So I, I didn't need the Wasabi controller. I just wanted it. Yeah. It's for want, not need. But, but now I need the black one. Now you can play Stadia, though. With mm-hmm. uh, Bluetooth support controllers, PlayStation Four, DualSense, the Xbox controller. I don't think the uh, sorry, I said DualSense, DualShock. So yeah, that's yeah. that's a challenge for you, Richie, to go away and see how your PS4 or if the PS5 controller works because it's now Bluetooth compatible. I'm not going to do it now, but I, I was going to say you leaned over and I was like, "Don't do it now." We're in the middle of a recording, yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that was one one element of this kind of big workaround story. Uh, another one I wanted to kind of bring in uh, full circle, I know Clive uh, Illenden um, found over on Twitter, is that a couple of like little niche nice features. So you can launch a game using the assistant from your remote. You can hold yeah, it I've in and that. say the magic words and say play Destiny. I've even done it from a Google Home. Ah. I've got a, a Google Nest Home um, in, my, in my living room and I have literally walked in my living room and told it to launch Borderlands and it worked. Wonderful. So that's that's a great feature. 
On the flip yeah. side of that, have you noticed the uh, assistant button on your controller doesn't work by proxy of this? No, because I forgot that button even existed. A lot of people do. It's kind of like the Bixby button on a Samsung phone. It's there, you hate it, but it exists still. So apparently on the new Chromecast, the assistant button, if you press it on whilst you're playing on the Chromecast on the TV, it tells you to use the assistant button on the remote control. Okay. Which is an odd... I'm guessing there's some kind of overlap where... Well, actually, I did notice when I um, logged out of Stadia that a message came up saying that I can't use my controller in the main Google TV area. Oh, your Stadia controller. Yeah. yeah, which that's something I think they should upgrade. Yeah, that would be cool like, to navigate yeah. around. Yeah, just let use my let me use my Stadia controller for the whole process. Yeah, because I guess just a nice little bit, a nice little bit extra integration. It's not necessary, hmm. but it's just it just makes the whole thing smoother. Yeah, whatever you have because in your I'm, hand works. If, if I'm if I'm playing a game, playing a game, um, then I decide I want to watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got this. Co- Thing that's perfectly capable should be perfectly capable of controlling it in my hand anyway. Yeah, it's got all I, the. I, I have a Sony TV and my Sony TV remote can control this. Yeah, so. But that that's gone through the TV processing. Interesting. Stuff, but, yeah. So yeah, something there. So I think about Google. Definitely, and again, there's lots of room for improvement, as as with most yeah. things. Uh, in terms of the actual banner for it, Stadia doesn't feature predominantly on those tabs across the top, which we said definitely has to become a thing where it's got tv yeah. it's got for you tv movies up there should definitely just say games or stadia more specifically if they can implement yeah. that that's that's At marketing the moment, it's under the app section but yeah. i think they should just put a stadia section separate to it because mm-hmm. it's a little thing but it draws people to it yeah it's just even just out of curiosity it will bring more people in uh, but what we did re- what we did see again from these uh from the i think chrome and box had an article on it Destiny 2 advertised on yes. the main, is like a main banner promotion, which brings me on to kind of the this, this subject matter of this whole piece, which is, are Stadia, Richie, finally yeah. doing a big marketing push? Now this is out in the wild and it's on all these Chromecast devices, oh. we're now seeing promo, promos across Borderlands, we've already touched on, they've finally got that up and running, we're seeing it on people's televisions. We're seeing their Twitter account is on fire right now with just promotions. And I think they put out about three or four tweets over this weekend alone about DLC, gaming sessions, promotions, advertisements, uh, trailers. We got a trailer for uh, the Avatar Pandora, Frontiers of Pandora over the weekend out of nowhere. It just feels like there's a change in the wind a little bit now. Where now E3's gone, <laughs> ironically enough. Now is when they're going to start to drive this home. What do you think? Um, it's possible, but we've had a couple of false dawns like this before where they've gone through periods where suddenly there seems to be a lot happening and then it quietens off. Um, I do think actually Destiny was is such a good idea for a banner ride. Rather than saying Stadia, you mm, Destiny. The game. Go, oh, I can play Destiny in this thing. Everyone knows Destiny and it's free to play. Yeah. It's I- free to play even without Stadia Pro. So all you have to do is get your hands on a compatible controller and you can jump in. Yeah. That's a good selling point to draw people in. It's like, games of that tier being free to play on this device you already own oh I can just pick up a new controller oh wait I can pick up a controller for 50% off mm-hmm. so I've, I've bought this Chromecast let's say not me I've bought this Chromecast because I wanted a new Chromecast yeah um, so to play Destiny it's going to cost me £30 for a controller indeed and this is the this is the hook that we've mentioned yeah. time and time again the podcast little Timmy Sat there, mum or dad or whoever's got one. You've got one for free. It's a promotion. It came with your Sky or your Virgin TV box, and you've you just have a Chromecast now. Whatever promo you've yeah, got it through. I, I, if you don't have one, I'll sell you one. I've got plenty. <laughs> you like yeah, out the ears. But essentially, little Timmy's going through. He's watching his uh, what is it on the picture? It's like Hulk monster and the Monster Dwellers or whatever, whatever Disney Plus show that is or something. And you're scrolling along, and all of a sudden it says Destiny Two play on Stadia, and out of curiosity, clicks the link, and it says. Either use a Stadia controller or use your DualShock or a compatible controller, we'll just say. Yeah. And all of a sudden, little Timmy goes to his mum or dad, mother, father, Tom, <laughs> and says, Daddy Tom, how can I play Stadia now? And then the parent doesn't need to buy an expensive console. And all of a sudden, it dawns them that their kid can play big, huge titles like Destiny 2, Cyberpunk, Valhalla, all these other things on their TV. 
with the with the equipment they already have, and this is the this is the dream we've been talking about since episode one, Richie. And they haven't really marketed it. And I think you're 100% right there in saying, instead of putting Stadia front and centre, put the games front and centre. Let them talk for themselves. Yeah. Destiny 2 is a huge, maybe, great one. So maybe going back to what you said about having the section where instead of having it hidden away in the app section, just having a games section in mm-hmm. there. Because then people will just click on games where people might just see Stadia and dismiss it. Yeah. That's the reality, I think, with where Stadia is at this point. It's, I don't think it has the credibility or recognition. But if you just have a games tab, someone might just click in it and see what it's all about, then see things like Destiny 2, Borderlands, Rainbow mm-hmm. Six Siege, FIFA, Madden, Hello yeah. Engineer. Well, that, that's it, isn't it? The reality is people will... Yeah. I guarantee you more people have heard of Destiny than they have Stadia yeah. at this point, oh, which God, is yeah. unfortunate, but it's true. I, <laughs> I think it's a safe bet that more people play Destiny actively than it is people who play Stadia full stop. That is a horrible statistic to say out loud, but yes, I also think that's probably right as well. Um, but yeah, if this is a rotating banner of Red Dead Redemption 2, Cyberpunk, yeah. Valhalla, Ubisoft Plus promo, like, so, there's just so much bigger yeah. marketing promos and, you could just have in rotation. You go, into that, you go into that section, you've got all these games, you just scroll down through your game, and then it opens up in Stadia, so people are using Stadia without even realising. <gasps> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Or it takes you to the Stadia store page when you go, oh, I want to play <laughs> Cyberpunk. It takes you to the Stadia store. You can buy it here. Buy it right now. So, huge moves, potentially. I guess, yeah, you're totally right, Richie. This could be a false dawn, but maybe. Yeah, there's maybe. such room for improvement with the Chromecast, um, with Google TV, in terms of Stadia integration. I just hope they don't take another two years to do it. You and me both. You and me both. Yeah. Uh, in and amongst this, we should also point out that there has also been a new Stadia controller and Chromecast bundle. So if you go over to the Stadia, uh, the Google website, sorry, store.google.com right now, and have a look, there is a new image, which is essentially just a Premiere controller stacked up against the, the white uh, Chromecast with TV. Yeah. I'm curious if anyone out there has ordered this by now. Uh, do let us know in the comments section. Is this just a standalone box with a Premiere controller and then a Chromecast with TV separate, or is this a brand new package that we're seeing? I'd love I to know. Suspect, I suspect it's a brand new package because Google's packaging is actually pretty slick. Mm-hmm. Um, when I open most hardware control, even the, the cardboard box that came in as it all folds out, like such a nice fold, and it's actually got Stadia logos and printed on it. Mm-hmm. So that's the level of the t- effort they're going to the packaging. So just slamming two boxes together you can actually see the two boxes there there's the Chromecast Ultra the mm-hmm. Google TV and there's the that's actually the Wasabi one there um, the one below it is the Premier is a Premier Edition right so you see the, si- the size difference as much as just a bit thicker mm-hmm. so I don't see why they wouldn't interesting uh, no doubt we'll, we'll find out once they're out in the wild uh, it probably is about time to start to sunset the Premier Edition bundles now they, they, they come with old hardware in the, in the Ultra and I, it's been it's been nearly I, two years. I've strongly I've said I've strongly suspect the reason the delay for um, Google TV Chromecast Ultra was to get down the levels of stock of the Premier Edition. Yeah, which I think was a bad idea because all them people buying this new fancy hardware. You when you get new hardware like a new Chromecast stick, that's when you're going to play around. That's when you're going to click through the settings and the tabs and mm. stuff that you don't usually wouldn't usually, and then you just get set in your ways. Yeah. So they've probably missed potential people playing around, jumping into, oh, what's the Stadia app at that point? Mm-hmm. I mean, they have also tried to give them away with titles like Cyberpunk and Resident Evil en masse across yeah, the globe yeah, as well. Yeah. That, I think them promotions have come up by just mm-hmm. wanting to shift stuff. But... Yeah. but we should also point out this bundle does currently come with 25% off. So at UK prices, it is uh, £118.99 down to £104.24 right now. Uh, although, off-camera, Richie, beforehand, I did suggest, as as, a, as an individual who's just bought the new Chromecast with uh, £10 yeah. off, so I've bought it for just under £50, if that comes this week, and then I get an email saying I get 50% off a controller like you and Tom did, this yeah. I could get the new Chromecast for £50. Your controller came in at how much with the discount? 30 30 Just under 30 So like so for eighty pound, I could get the exact same bundle than this hundred and eighteen on here. If I, that's relying on an email promo coming through, though. So that bundle seems a bit pricey. That's more expensive than the Premier Edition bundle, isn't it? Wasn't the Premier Edition bundle like eighty nine? 
Oh, you, I, I have no clue now. There's that that yeah. that much change is so regular. It's hard I, to keep up with. I it. feel like that pricing should be sub one hundred. Yeah, ninety nine, ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine, ninety nine with without sales. That's I think that's where I would have aimed for. Hmm. Because well, if the because when you're paying like an extra thirty forty pounds for probably something that if you're not a gamer may not want. Hmm. Yeah, it's maybe a bit steep, but if it's like only an extra ten, fifteen, you might be more inclined to, and then you get more customers. Yeah, you probably you make your money back on the game sales rather than the hardware. Yeah, we shall see that. So uh, off the back of all that, I guess the also the news which we've covered already is that there is fifty percent codes out there. So just like Richie did, double check, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, if you have recently purchased a new Chromecast stick check your emails uh, check your spam because yeah. there may be a 50% discount code so you could treat yourself to a Wasabi controller or the, or the pure black controller let's let's show the pure black one some love poor thing doesn't get the, the love it deserves because um, everyone loves that Wasabi well, Tom's bought one uh, we believe oh, Tom is bu- said he was going to buy one about to buy one but yeah $34.50 with a discount code if you're living stateside um, not sure what the Canadian dollar price is but it's half price so fill your boots if you've got that code and if you've got a code and you don't intend to use it show the community some love tweet your code out yeah. let someone else get it rather well, than it go to waste this video first person first confessor yeah, drop it in there. Send your boy Chris one if you want. <laughs> I'll pick up a wasabi controller for yeah, half price. If I was, if I didn't, if I didn't impulse buy the wasabi controller, I might have just offered offered the code to you. I might, I might just pester Tom actually, and just if he hasn't yeah. bought already, just be like, oh mate, you should really spend your money on your children. You shouldn't be buying extra controllers willy nilly when you don't need them. Tell you what, give it to me. I'll take this discount code yeah. off your hand. I'll take away the temptation. Yeah, of course. That's what I'm good for. Uh, but that that kind of brings us, I think, to a to a close in our Chromecast. It's great Chromecast story. It's great that it's out. Uh, I'm looking forward yeah. to getting mine and having a play around with the the controller. Uh, remember, Richie, your homework for this week is to go away and try and hook up one of your old compatible controllers: PlayStation, Xbox. You don't have an Xbox One yet? Switch. Check out your Switch one for me. Um, check out your PS5 DualSense. I don't, I don't actually have a Switch. Oh, do you um, not? Pro contract. No. Oh, I thought you did. Um, no. I don't know. Check out your GameCube controller you've got kicking around. Make it interesting. <laughs> what oh, you have to GameCube do is get, get the wire. I thought you did. Yeah. Do you have an N64 controller? I've got N64. That's what I'm thinking. Take the wire. We're cyclists all the controllers t- we have. Take the wire, Richie. Wrap it around the Chromecast yeah. Ultra. Put it in a bin. Say an incantation spell. Something yeah. to, to do with... Um, Yoshi, Mario, something like that in the cloud, and then run, run around like a rabbit from the rabbits game, and uh, it might just work. That's your homework for the week. Are you up to the challenge? Um, I, I mean, I'll <laughs> test out the dual shock. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's fair enough. That's I'm fair probably enough. the dual sense. I might try the dual sense as well. That's fair enough. Uh, moving on, then, ladies and gentlemen. Second story of the week is uh, off the back of our live stream the other day. We should also point out that Borderlands Three. Borderlands 3, uh, has crossplay available to it now. Uh, we got an exciting tweet that came out from the official Borderlands Twitter account uh, introducing the return of the cartels, a level cap increase, uh, different events that are going to start showing up on the home screen page, and more importantly, Xbox, PC, Mac, and Stadia crossplay, ladies and gentlemen. The world of Borderlands and Pandora has now opened up for everybody to play wherever they want to play. I'd imagine for lots of you viewers and listeners out there, Stadia is your go-to version of choice. Richie, we played... We didn't obviously do any cross-play because we played with our little community, yeah. but this is a big move. They promised it very, very early doors. It has took them a while to bring it across, but it's great to it see. Has, yeah. It's great to see. And uh, I let's... I, I need to message from my brother about that because he bought Borderlands 3 on PC. I bought it on Stadia. Ah. And we always planned to play. To, we did plan to play together, but we couldn't. And now it's out. I actually think I remember you having a conversation about your brother because you two played through the entirety of one and two in years one, gone two by. And three sequel, yeah. So that's kind of like a family tradition with you two now. So yeah. I, I, I've got this vague memory of you saying that you did want to play with your brother when it launched way back in November 2019, and you just you just never got around to it. Well, couldn't. I, oh, yeah. I, I chose my. I at the time my PC was absolutely it's actually still in the room, so over there it's what my PS4 Ooh. sat on. It's now just a tower to sit right. things on. Um, but it's um, it was garbage. 
is absolute trash and he couldn't run the game so I bought the game on Stadia because mm-hmm. I wasn't planning to buy a new PC at the time which I did eventually buy sad. good stuff um, but yeah that was always the plan and with it being announced that it was going to be crossplay I thought oh cool we can I can play with James anyway um but then it never came, and I completely forgot, moved on from Borderlands. Completely forgot it existed. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. now you have that opportunity. So just to give a bit of a clear breakdown as well, it is Revenge of the Cartels, uh, Revengeance of Revenge of the Cartels, I should say, uh, on the uh, Stadia Source article. Good friends over at Stadia Source, go check out their website if you want to be kept in the loop with all the news and reviews. Uh, bring the fight round two against Jury Ultraviolet and his gangs. So it seems like it's just a seasonal content piece. Uh, Crossbow, like I said, that does use the shift matchmaking, which I guess is Gearbox's just version of yeah. what's it called? Where it keeps everything together, nice and neat. Oh, Ubisoft, like Ubisoft. Yeah, or, it, you've got like a separate sub. Yeah, that's yeah. like a sub account thing. Uh, it, level it, it, cap. It makes sense having this ex- external account to sync all the different platforms. Yeah, so. it's probably how they make it run. Uh, level cap is increased to seventy-two, and we said there's like plenty of seasonal stuff as well. There's loads of other bug fixes, add-ons, and patches, and quite frequently we do get discounts on the Borderlands DLC. We should point out as well um, all the the Moxie stuff, and uh, well, what else do we have? They, they all have some such wacky names. It's hard to keep up with what the DLC was called. Yeah. Uh, but what a great time to jump in! Like I said, we had loads of fun over the past uh, couple of. Um, couple of days i've played a little bit more since just on my own uh in in, in between fifa sessions because of course the euros are on right now so i'm a bit football mad uh, for watching all that and uh, chipping away at little fifa games left right and center but essentially yeah borderlands 3 crossplay hopefully this sets the precedence for just future games to have it day and date uh, we know destiny is a big one uh, i think outriders is still getting a bit of flack it's finally got an update outriders but it still doesn't have the promised crossplay which I think every, a lot of people were expecting at launch for that one. I've seen a couple of people getting refunds over the weekend. Yeah, we're still kind of in the early phases of crossplay, I think, where it's certain publishers and certain titles um, are willing to push it, where others, not they'd like, they like it in concept, but then they haven't really put the effort into yet. And so they just try to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh Right then, so aside from all the Borderlands stuff to drop, great story, great news. Uh, we did get an update on one of the games. Uh, Hello Engineer is available now in early access. So as part of the community blog this week, we got a confirmation of Madden NFL 22 coming a day and date to Stadia, which we uh, gushed about over last week uh, on the podcast. Uh, yes, Hello Engineer is here with Stitch. Stitch yeah. Stature, I was going to say then. So, reading from the blog, it's time to start playing the all new bombastic, buildtastic Hello Engineer, a multiplayer construction game in the Hello Neighbor universe. Uh, it's available right now in early access, ready to play first on Stadia. So, we've not had one of these for a while, a first on Stadia game. Uh, it's the only place you can play at Hello Engineer today. So, grab it now and start building instantly. Create incredible machines out of the old rides, because it's in a theme park. Make your wildest engineering ideas come true. Sneak into the abandoned amusement park built by Mr. Peterson from Hello Neighbor. Of course, the titular central character to this connected universe of Hello Neighbor. Uh, use state share, of course, which is the feature where you're able to save your file and share the link with somebody. Uh, and they can jump in, uh, just like Pixel Junk Raiders was. Uh, you can jump in and basically take over uh, their game where they left off using their resources and stuff and I've seen uh, things online where you can share with people say beat my best time so Richie I'll throw it over to you it is an early access for 19 uh, well 20 US dollars I think it's 20 pound as well actually that shitty exchange rate getting us again um, Hello Engineer Universe we've played a little bit of it we've played Hello Neighbor in the past uh, we had quite a lot of fun actually off camera with some of our friends playing it before I mean we, it had problems with matchmaking Oh yeah, massive problems with matchmaking. Yeah. Um, but this is so. It's actually it's actually why we didn't do a stream on it. Yeah, it's hard, hard to arrange, isn't it? Sort out. So this this building game, I still don't really know what to make of it. I don't know. It, it seems like it seems like a cooler concept than any of the other Hello Neighbor stuff, to be honest. Because the Hello Neighbor as a franchise, it's I think it's almost mad to say that that it, Hello Neighbor is a franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I haven't really looked at the game and gone, oh, that looks like a fantastic game. This seems like a bit more to it, but I I don't think I'm going to be jumping in for, uh, for like £20 when it's early access, to be honest. Same. It feels like a, a pro game I wouldn't mind messing around with. 
Yeah, exactly the same. What do we think of the state chair implementation? Does it seem like an odd that... choice to have state chair? Um, no, I can't. I kind. I kind of get. It. I mean, the way they're doing it is like basically you can use like challenge other people to do certain things like beat my time that sort of stuff mm-hmm. could be good um, we know the hello and hello neighbor team in the stadium seem to get on which is why we're getting pretty much them all mm-hmm. and we're getting this as early access so it seems to be there must be a cool it seems to be a good fit to be honest but yeah there must be a reason in the madness uh, I don't know if he hunts you down in the theme park because I kind of take the take the hello neighbor gameplay and drop it into a creepy theme park sounds like it could be really interesting building roller coasters using parts with it looks like quite an elaborate building mechanic setup as well it doesn't look like it's like lego blocks it looks like there's you can make like vehicles and actually connect like brakes and an engine and other stuff to what to it yeah i don't know whether you're trying to escape the theme park and you have to build some weird contraptions to get out because that could be a really cool idea where you're avoiding like Mr. Mm-hmm. Pete was it Mr. Peterson? And yeah. You're scavenging for parts to make yourself like a little car or okay. the, the weirdly my mind went straight to build a catapult, launch yourself over the fence. <laughs> yeah, because gravity wouldn't hurt after after that. Yeah, well that, that's that's a small flaw in the plan. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of the game, it's not really one that's on my radar. A twenty pound yeah. for early access is cheap. I'd, I'd actually argue the yeah pro seems like it would have been a better choice. Like maybe yeah, free for pro for early access starting in July, and then with Stitch, uh, that could be a nice way to get more people in. Mm. Like, yeah, with a bit of unique it, feature. Pro, you get access to Stitch, uh, and you can use the Stadia community to actually do it. But I think for twenty pounds, I think a lot of people will look at it and just walk on by. Walk on by, indeed. Uh, just like we will walk on to our next story from that one. So check out Hello Engineer. It's available now. Go play it if you so indeed intend. Uh, next story, Richie. It's a bit of a bit of a conspiracy one, but we love a bit of tinfoil hat moments around here. Uh, reports are coming in ahead of EA Play next month, which we 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 will be covering on the twenty second of July, I believe it is. Uh, we'll sit down and, and watch along and see what we're going to see, uh, because we know there's EA games. There's still that one mysterious EA game that will be eluding us. Uh, but the rumor, <laughs> the rumor, is Dead Space. Is going to get a revival. So the the team that worked on Star Wars Squadrons, uh, the well reviewed game that came out last year, which is uh, EA Motive, that studio, uh, they've mentioned that they're working on a revival of an established fan favorite IP. So that's according to comments made from Games Beat, and yeah, he's essentially uh, Jeff Grubb over there has tweeted out as well. So EA plans to announce the project at an upcoming EA Play event in just a few weeks' time. So act surprise. Uh, what could it be? We're going to see it if we're not dead first, was the tweet. Yeah, it's, it's Dead Space, isn't it? It's yeah. the thing. Dead Space is a weird one where, as the series went on, it became more actiony, so they actually lost the hardcore fans. And I don't think it sold as well as EA would like. But mm-hmm. it was very the the first two at least were quite really quite critically acclaimed games. Yeah, I, I've only ever played a little bit of Dead Space 2 and I have a really distinct story of one of our friends. It was free on PlayStation Plus many, many years ago and uh, we were around his house, we're chilling out and we decided, oh, we'll play it because it was free. Jumped in together. Uh, the first part, part, I'm sure it was Dead Space 2, takes place on like a spaceship. There was an alien spider came out of somebody's body, scared the shit out of us, very much Resident yeah. Evil style. And I think I, I popped to the toilet and when I got back, it was deleted from the from the console, and we were just under the impression he was going, "Nope, not playing that. Too scary. I'm out." But I think horror horror games, especially like this like creepy, eerie style, has seen such a resurgence in the last couple of years with Resident Evil's change of uh, direction and games like Outlast and such. Yeah, it's it's becoming a kind of well, like a sect, a genre it's, unto itself again. The thing is, it's a, it's a it's a niche, but it's a solid niche. It, hmm. I, I almost. It, equate to like something like racing games where a lot of people don't play them but there's a very vocal community that lo- love them mm-hmm. so it's like but it, with Dead Space it came at a time where the survival horror genre was getting like almost just removed got, everything was turned into action horror rather than survival horror yeah. like Resident Evil went through the same thing yeah, and six. the sales tumbled yeah, six. I think EA just pulled um, pulled the plug on the franchise mm-hmm. Plus they've done three, right. so three's yeah. a good number to kind of end things on for the most part. Yeah, 
But yeah, but it could have been a, it could it could keep going and like as long as they return, I think, to the survival horror route mm-hmm. yeah. with action elements. Yeah. And I think it could be fantastic. Yeah. yeah, making some some good moves actually. If we look at so Dead Space in itself hasn't had a game since twenty thirteen. So we are coming up on a decade of nothing. So it's almost yeah. got that that nostalgia flavour comes with this, similar to uh, kind of the Mass Effect Legendary Edition in a way. Um in terms of things like Corp and stuff, uh, it had sorry it had Corp added in I think in Dead Space Three if I'm not mistaken, but yeah, it's essentially Resident Evil in space, which is such a cool concept. Yeah, yeah it's a sci-fi um, survival horror. The only other one that comes to mind for me is Alien Isolation. Yeah, that was another great one, wasn't it? So but it's like there's a niche there. EA don't really have a survival horror game. You've mm-hmm. got a cool franchise. You've got a cool IP. Yeah, yeah, do it. And we. I think EA need to be realistic on the expectations. It's not going to sell like a Call of Duty. I don't think many things EA do sell that much. I don't think anyone does. Yeah, I, think, I think sometimes they think they should, though. Hmm. But yeah, I think sometimes they get their head <laughs> yeah. for something like FIFA and then when something like Dead Space does good numbers, mm-hmm. but not good enough. But I think EA have moved on from that a bit. Yeah, that was going to be my next point to come on to, the fact that EA get a lot of shit. They get voted like worst company for whatever. Even though there's a million worse companies than EA out there uh, every other year. But they're almost seeing like a, a resurgence, similar to how Ubisoft kind of righted the ship a few years back as well, where we've got yeah. um, FIFA still... Do, like the sports games do their own thing. We just have to accept that. Like it makes them so much money. But yeah, like- I feel like with Jedi Fallen Order doing so well, and no doubt there's going to be a sequel greenlit, single player, uh, Apex Legends came out of nowhere, done so, so well. Um, they had recently the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which has sold gangbusters. I think it's almost like rekindles people's love for for that franchise. And I've even seen articles this weekend about people going back to Andromeda through a different lens and actually having played one, yeah. two, and three again, then moving yeah, to it. They're I almost think... getting a new, a, a new refound appreciation for Andromeda in hindsight. I, if, I think Andromeda may have been a, a victim of hype. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't quite the game that people liked after, so they said it decided it was terrible yeah i agree and then we got of course it takes two which is so like two three million or something by now and yeah i actually would look forward to a new dead space i actually would be very open to playing a dead space legendary edition with all three of the originals to kind of test the water with a new game in development about 10 years old bring out a legendary edition mm-hmm. make sure the audio is balanced properly because yeah. it, it's pretty inexcusable in mass effect but for survival horror you need that to be on point yes. you absolutely need it to be on point um but yeah do it uh, bring out one two three port it over while you're working on, on the four and it's with the, the perfect combination you go Ah, oh, yeah, Dead Space 1, 2, and 3 is getting remastered. And then you can see at the in EA Play, they open with Dead Space. You can just open and close with Dead Space. You yeah. open with like a re- the remasters and close with the announcement of Dead Space 4. So everyone's like, hey, we're getting the Dead Space remastered. Like, One more thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think and that would be logo, great. Dead Space 4 logo comes up. And of course, we would like to see that come to Stadia, along with yeah, the Mass Effect games originally. Um but we'll guess we'll have to find out and see. Um, I'm not sure what Tom's history is with Dead Space, but it's one that I, I know is... Yeah, it's, it's it seems like one of those things that you would definitely have experience with. But in terms of the actual game, yeah, it's a little little tidbit news. We'll obviously find a bit more close at the time. Uh, I'm very interested to see if it is Dead Space 4 or it is just kind of like a, a total reboot. Or we'll, we'll find out. So not long to wait now. Uh, although it does seem so far detached from E3. Uh, I can't remember. Is it part of E3 or is it part of Summer Games Fest? I think. I mean, I think E3's both. office is part of Summer Games Fest. Okay, it just keeps going, keeps going. But, yeah. Um, moving on to our next story of the week as well. Then we have uh, Farming Simulator 2022 did get a release date. Uh, it's coming out on November 22nd. So just a little snippet of a of a new story there. Um, I actually saw. Or what did I see? The the trailer. It's not. It, it's very hard to promote a farming game, I think, because yeah. te- people know people of the franchise who love it. They know what to expect. It's just going to be graphically improved, I guess, with maybe a few more requested features. New, new, new maps, new tractors. Um, yeah, better graphics. It's mm. it's the kind of thing what you'd expect from a sports game. We're just going to update the we're going to update the rosters. Yeah, 
give a bit of a polish and then release it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I am more intrigued by this one, actually. I've just finished watching Clarkson's Farm on, on Amazon Prime and I have a newfound yeah. respect for the the livelihood of a farmer. The, the pain and effort and toil that goes into producing just food for us fellow humans. Uh, it's crazy. I wouldn't do it for a yeah. living. Nowhere. It's far too much I'm work. Jeremy Clarkson is. <laughs> it, I mean, he made a show out of it, but it was, yeah, it's, it's very humbling to see all the stuff and the costs that go into it, just for the machinery and the seed and everything alone. Um, but yeah, not really in my wheelhouse. I know there's an audience for these simulator style games, uh, but at least we have a date now. Um, we had so, fun with, um, was it 2020? 2020, yeah, because oh, they didn't make it. Our first ever stream. Yeah, our first ever stream is available now to check out. Uh, so that was one of them. Another game update we had for this week uh, was, of course, the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. A year later, not their fault. <laughs> it was yeah. because of other other things going on in the world. Uh, remember, you can play as Sonic in this game. The first time you Sonic... Play, you can play as a guy dressed up as Sonic. You can. You, you can do anything. Um... So the Olympic Games are here. How how are you with the Olympics, Richie? Do you pay much attention to them, or do you just kind of hope Great Britain does I, well in them? Or yeah, I don't really pay that much attention. I like to hear Great Britain doing well, but so and it is of course. It depends. It's one that it depends. It's what what sport you sport you're interested in. Yeah, there's so many crammed together. It's there is obviously a few niche, very niche ones as well. Uh, football part this year I can't remember if there, I don't think there is a Great British team because the Euros are happening so it's no, kind of weird there only was a Great British team when it was in Britain um, ah, I think okay. the women's might do but it's to do with like the Scottish and Welsh and Irish mm-hmm. FAs we're worried about um, potentially um, UEFA or FIFA revoking the rights to t- Oh, like a yeah, it's all politics with football, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Either way, though, Olympic Games is out now. It is thirty four ninety nine, which is a little bit too steep for uh, myself and probably a couple of you out there. But it's in there. It's got a couch court feature. We should probably point out as well for Stadia. Uh, So the game uses a feature, a newer feature that we've not seen before on Stadia. Don't know if you've seen this, Richie, uh, which essentially creates couch court play. So if you're in the same house. It enables people whose accounts aren't already set up on the device to join your game using their own profile by entering a code to confirm it's actually them. So there's a little screen. If you head over to StadiaSource, they have an article up on about it. Um, it doesn't look too much different, but essentially they type the code in instead. So go check that okay. out. One. Again, little, little, little tweaks, little tweaks of improvement yeah. uh, coming up on that one. And final story for the week. Like I said, a little bit of a shorter episode this week. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla made me smile this one. Uh, it's be- Basically, the Irish Tourism Board has been using Assassin's Creed Valhalla and the new Wrath of the Druids DLC to essentially showcase places in and around Ireland. Yeah. Because, uh, again, the game looks beautiful, but seeing it side-by-side side with the real-life counterparts, uh, places like the Giant's Causeway and stuff, is a fantastic scene. It does make me want to jump into the Valhalla DLC and go to Ireland, by the way. We'll get over there, Richie, one day. We'll get yeah. a pint. We'll go check out the beautiful countryside. I forgot how beautiful like that game is, actually. It's been since like November since I've played. Mm-hmm. So, hashtag fill your heart with Ireland, <clears throat> according to the tourist board. Uh, but I just thought it was an interesting one to kind of use games. Yeah. We saw it with uh, Ghost of Tsushima on PlayStation and Tsushima Island, basically totally like double down on tourism because of the the success and the beauty of the game and what it was able to showcase to the world kind of makes sense from these tourist boards especially when um we know like how much you effort ubisoft Mm. pour into making the games as accurate as they realistically can yeah and then yeah so why not use it like yeah it's not it's not like gta when it's doing a satire making fun of of like san francisco or new york or somewhere like that LA, uh, not in Val- San Val- Valhalla, England was a little bit condensed. Oh, but yeah. There again, you, you can't just make the whole of England no. into a game. No. Well, you probably could, but it'd be boring because it'd be just big, empty gaps. You would need nothing happens in them. You need the power of the cloud for that much uh, yeah. that much information, Richie. One day, um, but yeah, that brings us to an end for our uh, episode ninety-two of the Sounds of Stadia podcast. A little bit of a shorter one this week uh, not for lack of trying Richie we scoured scoured the internet for stories but sometimes yeah. this happens we will have of course another great episode lined up next week for you all uh, featuring your pro games for the month of July uh, would you like to get any predictions in Richie? 
Oh, hello, engineer. <laughs> no, it's that's early access. Um, I don't. I struggle to predict the pro games because you, some sometimes you get re, uh, like a Resident Evil. Other times you get like a Hello Neighbor. Or, often you get games that we've they've not even been announced. Sometimes. Yeah, I I, I do yeah. think after all the ratings we've had for all those kind of like DreamWorks, the Zorro game. Yeah. I think we're in in line for me. Oh, Scratch Nutty Adventure. I think we might be maybe in line with like something. Merrick's Market could be due for a release as Ooh, a pro. Maybe I could, I'm going to ask that age-old question: Are we getting Ark Survival Evolved? Uh, or had I you totally we, forgot about yes. it? Yes, I, I forgot about it till just this moment. But I think, <laughs> yeah, I think we could. I think it's overdue. That's it's safe to say it's overdue. Oh well. You've just you've just remembered me, Richie. Let's have a look at the good old Mafia countdown. So as as you'll all remember out there, Mafia Definitive Edition came out on other platforms September twenty fifth, two thousand and twenty. The worst year for many of you <laughs> and me included. Uh, it's now been t- at the time of recording two hundred and seventy four days since it launched over there, and these Twitter accounts and Stadia. Are still yet to tell us what where this game is at. It was showcased at a connect. I'll just keep waiting, Richie. But uh, as we yeah. said on last week's show, they can patience is a virtue for a I... game that you're probably never gonna play. Yeah, that's exactly how I worded it. Uh, I should actually correct myself as well. I said they can go fuck themselves in the 1950s. It's actually the 1930s. So I just want to correct myself. From a previous yeah, episode, okay. apologies so for Ma- the mistake. Some devs, you can go yourself <laughs> in the 1930s. I don't know if I explicitly said the devs. I just said the game itself oh. can go fuck itself. Yeah. It's a bit harsh on the yeah, devs. The They've yeah, still yeah, made a, sorry, a fun devs. game. Sorry, we like devs. You. We like, we like all of them. The game itself, which the produced, can can do that. Um, for predictions for me, yeah, I think I think it's about time we get Ark. I'm honestly similar to Mafia. I'm just kind of like fed up of it at this point. I don't really care if we get Ark or not. We will play it, no doubt. But at the moment. I've now got Rainbow Six Siege to look forward to. Extraction. Uh, uh, there's other things in the right. future. It's, it's too drawn out to keep Wait, interest. Is, is that confirmed to be? Is, is confirmed to be a Sony Pro game, isn't it? Yeah, they said yeah, coming to Pro. All right. So my prediction is we jump in for maybe one, one or two streams, and that'll be my lot. Unless it's super fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, it might, yeah. It might get hooks into it, but I'm expecting when it comes out, we'll ju- what that fir- the the closest Thursday will um, jump. We'll play. We'll have a stream of it, and mm-hmm. uh, I'll probably never touch it again. There we go. There we go. There it is. There it is, folks. Uh, and of course, shout out to all of our members here at Sounds of Stadia. Nearly fifty of you out there joining us every week. You get early access content from as well as ninety nine p. You can support us a little bit more in bringing you better Stadia quality content. So if you do want to sign up, hit join below on the YouTube video. If you're listening on podcast services, we also appreciate you listening in with your magical, magical ears out there too. Thank you for your time while you're out and about doing things. In your, I know a lot of people listen to podcasts while they're on the move. I like to listen to a podcast, Richie, while I do my gardening sometimes. Like an old man, I'm sat out there doing the weeds, put my back out the other week, I, doing, a, doing a bit I of gardening. I like to listen to a podcast while I'm at work because it's better than the radio. <laughs> it's better than the radio. Uh, and of course, you people, let, let us know the strangest place. You listen to our podcast. Actually, you know what? That's a bad example. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't tell us where you listen. I don't want that thought in my mind. <laughs> I'm sure there's some people. And if you do want to join the chat or the continued conversation, head over to our Discord. We have an amazing Discord with a bunch of our members, people from the Stadia community, uh, and just general gamers. There are actually a few people in there, Richie, who don't even play Stadia. They just yeah. like talking about games. So hit the link in the description below. It's on the uh, the audio ones as well. Um, we talk about games all week long, and not so much games, movies, and so, sometimes we branch out. But uh, everyone, great group of people, come and join us, will you please? Uh, other than that, Richie, any final things for episode ninety two? Uh, no, not really. Just a just Looking... a low growl. Uh, <laughs> I've got, uh, yeah, I've got my homework to do. Um, you do have your homework. I'm not setting any homework for the audience this week, so. I'm Simon, sh- I'm sh- you're yeah. off the hook off the hook this week. Um, of course, we also have side quests, which our members do get early. Do we have a topic for this week's show yet, Richie? We have. So, some people may have noticed some games when they're getting ported from PS4 to PS5 or Xbox One to C- Xbox Series, they get a bit of a boost and a bit of an upgrade. Ooh. Will Stadia get stuff like that? 
Yeah, that's a great topic point, which I'd actually forgot we put in the dock. So yeah, there's been a lot of next-gen free upgrades. I think what sparked me is I checked out uh, Jedi Fallen Order on PS5. That got a free upgrade stealthily dropped last week. Checked it out. Looks stunningly gorgeous. I want to know if Jedi Fallen Order on Stadia or future games coming out is getting those benefit boosts like ray tracing stuff. So we'll go talk about that. Members get it up to six days early, remember. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Like, subscribe, follow, share. Hit us up on Twitter as well. Richie, what's your Twitter handle? RichieC89. RichieC89. Follow me at CyberChris2077. And, of course, go tweet Tom some love. Hashtag, I miss you. I miss you. Just to confuse him on Monday when this podcast goes live. Thank you very much for watching, everyone. My name's been Chris. I've been Richie. We've been two-thirds of Sounds of Stadia. Have a great week, everyone. Game on.